What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, Fastball Edition, brought to you by Sensible Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and Ben Baseball is out of the office this evening. However, I am joined by my co-host, and he is in the on-deck circle. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great... Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Listening to the intro music uh, for myself usually doesn't do anything for me. It's fantastic production. Yeah. It's super good, but this time it really just made me like, I was muted. I was laughing my ass off. I don't know. It just really got under me, yeah. got under my skin or something and made me laugh a ton. It's we, really well done. I mean, you've been doing this, like you've been on the show for close to probably like 50 episodes or so. So like you've heard yeah. it a million times. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's great. But every now and, and then, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It just somehow still gets you. Yeah. I don't know. It. Well done. Well done. Oh, That's kind you. of the, the bottom line. Yeah. We will, we'll see if we have to change anything up. I think we should make some for Ben next year or something. I don't know. We'll see. Great. He deserves it. Yeah. His his random drops are always pretty good, too. But uh, yeah, man, postseason's been rolling. Pretty crazy things. We had a situation the other day yeah. where we could have closed out five games or four games uh, straight, and none of them happened except for the Yankees beating the hell out of the Twins. So yeah. we're going to kind of talk about where we're at in the playoffs right now. And this will be a little bit shorter of an episode for everybody. And then later on this week, so that today's Friday, we're recording this, we'll release it tonight. And then on Monday, we're going to do a live stream in place of the normal episode, which we'll talk about pretty much everything we would on a normal episode. And we've got some special stuff coming too, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to have some other people come on, some people we've never heard from. Friends of the pod uh, should be a good time. Yeah, rivals of the league, all that kind of thing. Rivals. Mortal enemies, whatever, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) I'm 100% with you, man. So (laughs) last we talked, uh, so it was Monday. So a few things have happened. So we had the Nationals close thing out against the Dodgers. So I think we need to go into that because uh, Clayton Kershaw is having himself a time out there. And then we also had the Nationals. So we had the Nationals moving on to to play the Cardinals. And they beat the living piss out of Atlanta the other day, which was the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen. So we'll go into that too. Uh, And then we had Houston move on. Uh, beat the Rays. That was a great series. Five games set. Uh, I think we learned a lot about three days rest for pitching for Verlander, but we'll we'll kind of get into that too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, super surprised to see three of the four DSs go to five games. I think we had called for many of these to be um, less than that. Definitely. And I think, I mean, I think the logical place to start with this is I can't believe the Dodgers are dead. Oh my God, they deserve it though, Agreed. don't they? I think so, man. Like, I, man, I feel bad for Kershaw. Like, man, I, I just—he's yeah. just not a good postseason pitcher. He's just not. He's no. like David Price that way. Ouch! Just not a yeah, great I, David, or not a good I, postseason pitcher. I feel bad for Kershaw. Um, my dad's friend, his cousin, or like his daughter, or something, is married to Kershaw. So, like. You know, he's three degrees of separation from my family. I feel bad for him. He's a Dallas guy. He's yeah. friends with uh, Matthew Stafford. They both went to Highland Park. So I feel bad for him in that way, but I'm not sad that Dodgers lost at all. Like, know, right? they're a mega, they're one of the mega teams, and they've always choked. Always. And how many times this year were we like, this is the year where they don't totally fold? And then they totally did. I was thinking about this. Like, back in May, you and I were on the show, and I just remember us being like, 
this team's going to the World Series, if not winning the World Series. Like that was, yeah. they were so good. I think they grossly under uh, underestimated Washington, though. I think, yeah, Washington has been um, at the top of many people's lists of best teams for a while, and it's never panned out for them. So people have lost had lost faith in them this year. Um, but the talent is all still there. I mean. Can you imagine what this team would have done if they still had Bryce Harper? I was going to say, it's got to be incredibly gratifying for them to have done this without him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I mean, talk about a huge management front office win. They're like, oh, thank God. Thank God that panned out. But I don't think... I I love that, though, because it's not like that happened on purpose. No. (laughs) That accidentally happened to them. But I get where they're coming from with that. I think Juan Soto and Victor Robles had great years. Um, Howie Krent, Kendrick had like a million errors and ended up, ended up being a hero. And then um, the Orchid had a really good season. He's been strong, and Max Scherzer's obviously been super strong. They've, they, they do have the worst bullpen uh, of the whole postseason bracket, even if you went back to the wild card mm-hmm. games. Like, they, there's just, I just don't see it holding up. I don't know. It just feels yeah. their bullpen's horrible. It horrible. just feels shaky, but we talked about this whenever I was in Atlanta. It's always about the momentum. It's never about mm-hmm. who the best team is at the end of the day. And like most of the time in a seven game set that works, that does work itself out. But like, if you just happen to get hot at the right time, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, I, I, Oh, I, we talk about this all the time, but I look back at that 2013 Red Sox team. They had no business winning a World Series, and I know it's exactly like the 2017 Astros, where was, you know the tragedy kind of city rallied around them, all that kind of stuff. I get all that, but like at the end of the day, those teams had no well, at least the Red Sox team had no business being where they were. And but like when you ever, whenever you just get hot and you start putting things together, right. I mean, it, it just kind of works out that way sometimes. And that, you know, the more I've thought about it, we've had some takes on resetting the stats. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, what we're talking about, that sentiment of getting hot at the right time and that playoff momentum speaks to, you know, a really good reason why they do that. Like, who cares how Howie Kendrick hit for the last 300, you know, at bats or whatever? he's probably hitting pretty fucking well the last five games. Yeah, exactly. And that's all that really matters. I, yeah. I think the, the part that sucks about that the most is it minimizes the 162-game season. It really does. It so does. Especially when we get into a situation, which is incredibly rare, but we got to last year where like the Cubs and the Brewers ha- end up having to fight it out for like a play-in game of a play-in game. Oh, yeah, ouch. So in other words, they played a whole season for no real reason whatsoever. Oof. And like that stinks, right? So like I think that's kind of how that feels, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I go back and forth on it, I guess. I yeah. I always feel like with the resetting of the stats thing, the deeper we get in the playoffs, the easier it is, the better it is. Yeah, for know. sure. And it also think, t- lets us know something about that player. But at the end of the day, like the stats will say whatever they will about the bullpen in the regular season. We know it's really bad now still. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, this is a really good thing for the Nationals, I think, as far as oh, just yeah. like... You know, I mean, postseason appearances make a difference in, in recruiting as far as free agency talent and all that stuff. They've got a really good young core. We underestimated them all year. I'll, I'll own yeah. that 100%. You know, I really like the Nats, and I think it's it's well-earned. They won the wild card game. They beat the fucking Dodgers. Like, good on them. I, I'm happy for them for all all the right reasons. Um, you're right. It's a, it's a great win for the organization, and the recruiting efforts will be uh, – better for it you're totally right i mean whenever we were recording and just watching baseball when i was in atlanta last week we were like this nats team is going to get stomped and they did not oh yeah (laughs) they did did not not. yeah and and for them it just didn't help 
that Kershaw melted down like he did, man. They were up three to one in the elimination game. They were going to win, you know, all that. And I mean, he just gave up a couple of absolute meatballs. I, I just, yeah. I don't know how that happens. Poor guy. I know it sucks for him, man. I feel bad for him, but Dodgers are dead. So we've got the other side of this was Atlanta. That was a brutal game five situation. Oh my God. All right. So here's what was going on. I had my boss in town. We had dinner reservations for six. Mm -hmm. The game started at five. We were going to a place that had TVs. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'll miss innings one through four, whatever I'm working. Like it'll be fine. The place is across the street from our office. So we walk out the door at like five 55 and I get to the place. I look at the TV and it's 12 to zero in the third inning. Um, and, and I, I hadn't actually been looking at my phone. I look at my phone. I've got texts from my sister, my brother, my dad, my mom, who's not even a baseball fan. I've got like five friends texting me. What the fuck is going on with the Braves? There was a holy shit. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, our Slack chat was blowing up as well. Oh my God. (laughs) Those poor sons of bitches. Dude, I'm telling you. So, I mean, poor Mike Tenowitz, man, he got shelled right out of the gate i knew that things were really really bad whenever they had gone through the rotation back to jack flaherty three times before they had reached an atlanta pitcher in their rotate in their uh, lineup a really bad sign that is really really terrible and the craziest part about this is i mean platinovitz didn't even end up having the worst era on the like for that game on the team he didn't even have the second worst era (laughs) no (laughs) so you had uh you had let's see i'm pulling this up right now you had luke jackson come in so you had fulton would start you had uh max freed come in and then you had luke jackson come in and so in order you had fulton give up he went one uh point one innings pitch so (laughs) not much yikes he gave up seven runs, six of those earned. He walked three. That gives him a 7.36 ERA. Max Fried had 1.2 innings pitch, four runs, four earned. He struck out two, walked one with a nine ERA. And then Luke Jackson came in for two, uh, basically not even an inning. Like It was like point two. I don't even think he made it that far. Uh, two runs, one earned. He ended up with a 10.13 ERA. Jesus Christ. And the I think the thing that surprised me about this the most is that they even, whenever they went up 10-1 at the very beginning of the game, and they still brought Jack Flaherty in. I would have saved him. You think so? I, I mean, I get, I, I understand the no, reps. No, you got to close yeah. that shit out. I guess, but dude, 10-1, you could always bring him in later in the game if you needed to. I, I mean, that Braves offense throughout the whole season has been really good and quite explosive. I would I would have brought Flaherty back out too. Well, I'm just saying, like, bring him in at all because I mean, they was at home. I mean, they were on the road, so they wouldn't have even had to have started him necessarily. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get that. I understand the the logic behind it. I just God, they, those poor Braves, dude. I mean, I felt the team so- is composed really well. You've got a young core; they're really good. They're led by a couple of veterans. You got Freddie Freeman, and now Josh Donaldson, who I think you've said has cooled off considerably, like as a, as a human, and I totally agree with that. Um, they've got the right mix of veterans and homegrown pieces and international acquisitions that really successful teams are on paper, like built the same way. Yeah. It, it felt though, it, like I remember thinking this when we were there, it felt like they were going to get crushed somehow. 
It just felt that way. Well, I, that's they've just traditionally fucking folded. No, I just didn't want that to happen to him. But I didn't either. I think we're going to talk about Garrett Cole's performances here in just a second. But like, I really think that they could be a pretty good candidate for him this off season. However, Garrett I did Cole. see today that he wants to go west. We'll, we'll we'll have to see how that works hmm. out. But interesting. I, I mean, they're going to be someone who's probably going to be in the need for an ace. I'm not even sure what the Cardinals did right. I think they just strung together a fuckload of base hits. Like they're so fucking dastardly. That's Always. the only word. It's the best word for it. It's the they best just word. sneak in there and they get it done every time. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt right. slugged 905 in this game. Can we just talk about how much he deserves to win in the postseason briefly? Because yes. this is a guy who has perennially been one of the best players in baseball and has never gotten a shot at showing what he is on a national stage. Um, good for him. Good for him. Outside I hate of, the Cardinals, but good for him. Outside of anybody in our probably the top half of our baseball league, I don't think I know anybody who could have told me who Paul Goldschmidt is. Further, I would like to add that I don't think, aside from these people, including you and I, so that's a small amount of people that I know, could have told me what team he played for before it was the Diamondbacks. So, yeah. like... I, I we've been watching him forever, so I agree with you. Like I want him to win. The shitty part is it has to be with the Cardinals. I won't yeah. have that. I know we I just, can't have it. I gave him a moment. I feel good for the man. Now I feel like the team needs to go and burn. It's like I love everyone or him and everyone else can go to hell. The way I look yeah, at it, yeah, pretty much. But I do like Marcelo Zuna. Like I like the, like a lot of the guys on this Cardinals team. That's the worst part about it. But I just Ugh. I can't bring myself to pull for him, and I won't. Nope, I won't. We won't have it. We won't have it on this pod. Nope. We won't hear about it at all. We've already talked about what we're going to do in case we have a Yankees-Cardinals World Series, but we'll get to that if we deal with that. I don't want to speak that into existence. Yeah, we don't want to execute the nuclear option or expose its plan in in case it doesn't end up happening. Exactly. So This is DEFCON, is it four? No, DEFCON one, that's the least one, right? Does it go up a number or down a number? I always forget, but I'm pretty sure four is the worst. Okay, well, we're at DEFCON one. No, this is DEFCON three. Three? I don't know. We'll get. I feel like we've had this conversation on this show before, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I always fuck that up. I've never understood that. We're um, one series away from them being in the fucking end of it. Exactly. So on the other side of the coin, Yankees took care of business very easily. Ugh. I can't believe the. I, I couldn't believe it. Whenever I saw that the Twins had are zero and sixteen in playoff appearances in the last <laughs> like, twenty years, dude. Yeah, I laugh at them, but. Um... Man, that's sad. It is. And like this, it's it's one of those things where like we called for this to be the case. We knew this was gonna happen to them. We knew they weren't there yet. But then we put some hope into them, thinking we just need them to beat the Yankees. It'd be a couple of times. They did not do that at all. They did not do any of that. They got throttled in every game. Every I think game. The game, the first game gave me a little bit of hope because they went, they went up, I think like two one in the first game. And they went tit for tat for like four or five innings. And then the Yankees just like title waved them with home <laughs> runs and shit. It was like unbearable. And then there was like, they didn't even have a chance in the other games at all. It was not even close. Just poor dejected people. Very sad. Very sad and cold now. Very cold up there now. Indeed. Dude, I was going to say one other thing on the Atlanta game real quick of that last game. Looking at the fans in the stands that probably paid three, four hundred dollars a ticket and just watching them get shelled in the first inning, what would you do there? Would you leave or would you stay? So I have a secondhand account of what it was like 
uh, mid game at the battery yeah. and it was everybody leaving the stadium mid game. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's classic Atlanta sports fans are really not that nice. I'd be pretty pissed off too, though, to be fair. Yeah. They've folded, um, quite a, quite a bit since the early aughts, right? Yeah. They've not been good. Yeah. So. I think it's a little bit different of a situation now though. They're going to get there. I, I like this core, man. Yeah, I I feel for them. I guess they're my NL team. I've been to a number of games. I've followed them closely, and it's yeah. not it's not fun, but it is still a little bit still a little bit fun to watch people get really really sad about it. I know it really is. <laughs> I know, and, and it not be me. You know, like I've right. already mourned my season. We we've, we've already moved on. Right. I, yeah. I enjoyed watching the successes uh, of another team, and then my personal team, the Rangers, failed as expected. Yep. And then. I put a little bit of faith in the Braves to get to the CS. They didn't, eh, whatever. Now I'm just going to, you know, drink up tears. That's right. So on the, so we'll get back to the AL side. So we had the, the uh, Astros close things out. I mean, I think that was pretty expected. I don't think that people thought it was going to go to five games though. Right. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely didn't expect that one to go to five Tampa Bay pulled some sort of magical nonsense to make that a thing. And I, you know, in retrospect, they are super fucking crafty with the management of their talent. So I don't think we should be too surprised that they won even a single game. Yeah. Two, to push it to five, I'm still pretty surprised about that. I think, though, pitching Verlander on short rest was a mistake. Yeah. And that, I mean, you could tell, man, he didn't have his command there. He didn't, yeah. I mean, there was just a lot going on there. There, he- there was some tweet out there that said, this was, you know, the fourth time that Verlander had pitched on three days rest. Only the first time that he's pitched on three days rest after pitching more than one inning. There you so go. So basically, all the other instances where he pitched one inning, the game got like rained out or delayed or whatever, and then he made a start in another three days. This was the first true three days rest from full start to full start. Yeah. So that I mean, that's just you can't do that. I don't. Well, so, don't you kind of have to roll do, the though. dice on that? You do though, because so I start, cause I was starting there thinking, I was like, who is their four or five guy? And then I remembered it was Wade Miley as their fourth guy. And he had no case season. He, who knows? Maybe getting a different guy in there could have done the thing, but they, I think they rolled the dice appropriately. I think so too, because I mean, he's a sinker ball guy. He, he had a year in Boston. It was not pleasant. I was not happy about it. He was their solution to replace John Lester. So ha. there's that. And I just, I, <laughs> just not a Wade Miley believer. He's a sinker ball guy, so it's usually one of those. If they get shelled, they get shelled early. And I don't think you could really afford to take that risk. I think it's Verlander. You got to try. It is what it is. But I, yeah, it does suck in that sense, and that's got to worry you for a seven game set. A little. Um. Bit. Yeah, I think so. Especially if you're facing the Yankees, who are gonna who are savages in the fucking box. Apparently, as one might say. Apparently, but or they're Aaron Boone. That's right. They've got Zach Granke going. Uh, game one here though. And so I have yet, he had a press conference uh, today during the workout and I have yet to watch it. I'm wondering if he was quite as terse and dickish or if he, he changed his tune. He was. Yeah. They've got to well, stop doing this whole putting him in front of the camera thing, man. Like you can tell he doesn't want to be there. That's, but that's kind of what he wants, right? We can't reward this bullshit behavior. Yeah. But I mean, for someone like, I don't know. I, He's I getting paid millions of dollars. He can sit up there and be fucking cordial with the people who have legitimate questions about his game. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's very true. That's very true. I just, I guess, I go back and forth because of his mental kind of state and all that. But you, I mean, I don't know. You can't. I'm not. Ask, I'm not asking him to get up there and crack jokes and be fucking friendly. I'm asking right. him to get up there and give them real answers so people have something to do with their 
um, journalism jobs. Exactly. At least act halfway interested to be there. Yeah. That's all I am. For sure. Yeah, I'm 100% with you there. So we got Houston moving on, so that game will be one of our live stream games, I'm sure. Um, How do you feel about that series going forward? I mean, do you think that's going to go to seven games? I think that will go to six games. Okay, interesting. And who comes out? I think the Astros come out. Their pitching's too good, right? Yeah, I think so too. I think it actually goes to seven games, but I think the Astros come out of it. I like it. Yeah. Um, It's... It's maybe a little bit less than a coin flip. I maybe wait wait the Astros side a little bit more. Yeah, but it's like probably sixty percent Astros out out on top. Uh, they're both really good teams. If if you look at the Yankees on paper, just the name recognition there. If those guys come alive, it would be pretty hard to stop a Paxton, a Tanaka, a Severino from really demolishing any lineup. It's true. But I mean, again, they really haven't proven that that's going to be a thing yeah throughout well, the regular season but who knows but severino wasn't healthy all year either so i mean that's it's kind of hard to say there i mean that is an ace in the hole and that was something that they were whenever they didn't really make a whole lot of moves at the deadline everyone was like well they're gonna i mean they have addition by you know yeah. coming off the, the il so i mean that's fine it's kind of like a grab bag of guys that could be good versus uh, a huge bag of guys that we know are really good in it, the astros exactly um, all right, so we're going to go. So that's the kind of the playoff wrap up. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to make this one short this week and or today, and then we're going to be back on Monday. We've got a ton of things to talk about. We have eight manager hirings that need to happen within the next couple of months. Gabe Kapler finally got fired. I can't wait to kind of get some thoughts on that. But I want to I want to put a few things together because I've actually thought a lot about it and. I really don't know that he was put in the best situation to succeed, but I want to do a little bit more research on that. I mean, there are a lot of pros and cons with that. And I think there, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of conversation to be had. I don't think he did himself favors, but I also don't know that he completely had the tools to succeed. So I'm going to do some research on that, and we'll definitely be breaking that down on the live stream on all of our channels, Facebook and Twitch and YouTube and everything. So make sure to be looking for that and subscribe and everything. Love it. Yep. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and get out of here. We want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook. That's at Sensibly Loud Media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sensibly Loud. And make sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends on Apple iTunes Store, Google Play Store. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for this fastball edition of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. We'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Playoffs.